Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs, the only watch podcast that wants you to judge us not by our failures, but by our dreams. You have made it all the way to episode 253. Michael, hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> trying to make, it's a good day. Trying, trying to make I'm, Seal I'm really... happy. I know, I know Seal made a comment about how long it takes me to do to do hello like that, so I'm trying to make Seal happy. Uh, yeah, that's what we do. We make our our slack patrons happy that's it they get a there's a lot of perks man to, to get in there you can roast us <laughs> you can i'm just getting made fun of most of the day honestly is that's it cool. i i i might have muted that channel after i was bur- actually no it doesn't work so i tried i tried muting that channel and then these idiots just kept tagging me and things well on that one you get roasted more than i do and then i feel a little left out <laughs> it's a good time. Ah, uh, so good. This is gonna be really, really cool. Episode two hundred and uh, fifty-three of the show, dude. I will. We're s- we're back from Geneva. We're back. We're back. From, whew, baby. Am I tired? That was a lot. So of- many, so many espressos. So many parties, dude. Dude, my my chin I, is still. I can't chafing. even remember how. <laughs> my chin's still chafing from the turtleneck. Yeah, yeah. It was just so crazy. So crazy. You know it's funny. I think, I think it's one of those things where very few people. Just to clarify, we, Michael and I were not in Geneva for watches and wonders. We were at home in our fucking pajamas, yeah. Like the rest of you people. Um, <laughs> I think it's really interesting. Like I want someone, and I don't know if this is the case. You can tell me if this is the case because you're more plugged into stuff than I am. I want someone to go and cover an event, watches and wonders, or whatever the fuck, and then, you know, do coverage of it and just be like, yeah, it was fucking awful. Like it was bad. <laughs> I just ate like 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 cold hot dogs in the airport because I skipped lunch two days in a row and I lost my phone in a toilet and I didn't have enough change to get back into the bathroom stall and like yeah I had a really bad like I want I want that that's the kind of watches and under coverage that I want Michael. That might be really, like what you're we we do a whole camera setup but it's just one of us standing outside of the stall <laughs> while the other is in there just with like horrible travel diarrhea. <laughs> just like vlogging from there just asking me questions so what was your favorite coverage this year well it's really interesting you say that sorry it's just like i think my favorite part about that is i think people would watch it i think that's the worst part people would watch that you know what i mean i mean <laughs> it's pretty different a very specific type of watcher no this is gonna be a ton of fun episode 253 of the Two Broke Watch Nights podcast. Episode 252, we did our um, Watches and Wonders uh, 2023 pre-show today. Very late. Very late. That's yeah. fine. Who cares? Whatever. We showed up. It doesn't matter if the, if doesn't matter if you turn in the assignment 3 p.m. on a Friday or 11.59 p.m. on a Sunday. Due is due, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what I mean? We, we're, we're, we're uh, what's the phrase? We're, uh, we're 11th hour workers over mm-hmm. here at the Two Broke Watch Nights. Um, this episode, let's talk through what was released. I want to talk through some predictions. We weren't that far off with a lot of stuff, Michael. I just want to say that. It was a really good year, especially for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's some stuff we got to get back to. Um, I want to talk about, I'm very excited because I think I know, I think I know what prediction you're referencing and it's the one that is the least helpful to the entire watch world, which is, which is why I find it great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, it seemed like a pretty, I, if I'm just going by volume of releases, it seemed pretty slow 
Um, I mean, the, the, the releases blew their wad in the first day and a half. After that, wasn't really anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's, that's the hardest, that's the hardest time to track because if you're looking at the back end, let's say you have a favorite watch website that isn't to broke watch snobs.com. Like Which what it you're should doing, be, by the way, just to clarify. <laughs> what you're be. doing is you just, you got a WordPress full of like drafts and they're all just set to their embargo times, mm-hmm. like publish one minute after. But that happens with like 30 releases. So, and just like, I just like at the, just like at the minute you get stuff publishing and it stacks on everything else and you can't really track yeah. stuff. And then that's why Rolex and Tudor take all the spotlight early on. But there's really a, a lot of other stuff going on. That's pretty cool. I think you and I had a great time covering it this year because like it's probably the most coordinated we've ever been with them like this. So like we were calling out releases and Michael was like, Oh, I'm working on this. I'm like, great. I'm working on this. I'm going to jump on this when I'm done. And like it was, it was a lot of fun to be that plugged in. And um, yeah, I guess I was just surprised that after the first day and a half, that was kind of it. Yeah. It, and I wanted to be intentional about some of the brands because like, mm. let's be real. These, if you hear of a website called Two Broke Watch Snobs, and then you know you see a, a brand spanking new Zenith uh, for ten thousand dollars on the homepage, you're gonna be a little confused. So, there's um, I I like the way that we covered things. Yeah. Uh, from our perspective, like there's a certain watch that you. I think you asked, does this need to exist? And the article is hilarious. <laughs> I think I did that a couple of times. No, I did. Yeah. I know. I think I did that with the Panerai releases. I covered each Panerai release and then I ended it with a section called Do I Care? Yeah, that was another prediction. That was another. <laughs> that was all you. That was all. We'll talk about, about that. That was all. We have to use this power for, for evil, Michael. I want lottery numbers, man. You know what I mean? No, man. Oh, dude. <laughs> Uh, but it was it was it, for what it was it was a fun show as an experience for us to cover it I think from home in our Mickey Mouse pajamas it was really really cool um, so let's do this let this episode we're gonna focus on the post show everything's been released we're gonna talk about uh, predictions things we didn't predict things that we're kind of surprised about um, maybe things we called out as interesting to hear an update on but maybe it wasn't the update we were expecting. I had that happen. That was an odd experience, but I hope it precipitates good events. Actually, we had that happen with two watches. We can talk about that. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be a ton of fun, but first it begins. It begins with tradition. Michael, would you like to do... You want to do an audio restriction? Let's do it. Are you wearing... Are you are you wearing... What is the, the Vacheron Constantine 222? 222? <laughs> is that the one? There wasn't a new one. I'm so sad. I know. I was thinking about that. I kept refreshing. I'm like, maybe, maybe they're just waiting till the last five minutes. You know that watch isn't even on their website. Yeah, it's that like means a, we can't. It's like it. a secret. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I am wearing a, a Dryden um, yes. Heartlander. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was courting this watch watches. for a while. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, it's one of the two watches I've I've had in my possession for way too long. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. But uh yeah, I it's the um so this watch it's a classic sort of uh you know, field watch in steel 38 millimeters um from the uh smaller brand Dryden. 
uh, out of, I think, Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah. And um, I have the, so you can get this with two dials. I, I'm wearing the classic sport one, mm. and that's sort of, if you can, just a 1016 Explorer sort of thing with a triangle at 12 and 369. Oh, you got that one. Cool. Yeah, black dial. So you can get it with that dial or you can get it with what they call the traditional field dial and that's the uh, Arabic numerals all around. Um, that one's a little funny because the date window, that one has the date window. The uh, the classic sport does not and the date window is at six. So depending on the day, the, the window is super, super just evenly uh, integrated into the, uh, the six o'clock spot. Yeah. So as you're reading the hours, it's like, Three, four, five, seventeen. What? What? Like, <laughs> so it's a, uh, it's kind of funny, but um, I like the no date one. Yeah. And these it's come on a, yeah, these these come on a uh, president style bracelet. The, uh, yeah, like I said, thirty eight millimeters, uh, eleven point two millimeters thick. Lug to lug is forty six. It's a Miyota nine zero one five. I love the dimensions on that. I'm on paper. I love the the the, yeah. the dimensions on that watch. You, well, actually, and a very oh, sorry. big grippy crown too. Big grippy screw down crown. You and yes. I are the same wrist size. How does it wear? Do you like it? I like it a lot. You know, the thing that I like the least about it is the president bracelet, and that's no fault of Dryden. I I I think I've just I don't like that design. Mm. I don't like the look of that. Uh, it, it'd be kind of cool. I mean, this would kill it on, you know, leather or uh, like a rubber Barton. Oh, sure. uh, the, it has quick release, these uh, spring bars. So you can just pull that bracelet off That's fun. really easy. Um, but it'd be cool, I think, if they were offered with, uh, you know, something like an oyster, like an oyster style and then a president mm. style. But, you know. Other than that, I think it's a great, great freaking watch. Especially and for there the is, price. That thing is, it's, is it sub 500? What is it? Let me pull it over here. Uh, 500 even. Yeah. That's solid, man. 500. And some, you know, some people are upset. Uh, the, the black one has, you know, tan, the tan loom and stuff. But I mean, there are like, there are other dial color options. You can get it with, Without the tan loom, with the tan loom, I I think this black version with the three six nine and the tan loom, I think, I think it looks great. Yeah, it's I mean, really cool. I'm not a giant like tan Fotina loom fan, but I'm also aware that there's other options. It's not like I'm gonna go to McDonald's and get super mad because they offer a fish sandwich and I don't like fish. Like, you just you just don't get the fish sandwich. Just get where the fuck you want. Yeah, that's never a good idea. Don't do that. Mike, what if it's Lent? What am I supposed to eat? <laughs> Becky used to work at a McDonald's in Massachusetts, and she said, like, Lent, like, those fish sandwiches, which I don't really know what kind of fish it is. Fish might be a dubious designation for whatever that stuff is. Didn't Lent this year fall, like, close to like another holiday and the church was like hey you can eat meat because of the way that things i don't know something, something like that happened it was really funny where that's worse some some governing voice in the church body was like ah you know what this year have at it <laughs> <laughs> i could see that i didn't i, I didn't know I, I didn't catch that but yeah i could see that you know what i mean but yeah stay with the fish sandwich that's just at least a mcdonald's fish sandwich <laughs> 
but uh, that's that's what I'm wearing. It's it's solid, dude. I, I think it's a great, um, you know, great little watch design. I think the brand is really cool. Um, I should have gotten that instead of my instead of that stupid Orion. <clears throat> that Miyota movement is never gonna do you wrong. Mm. Also, um, I'm I'm still amazed at the watches that I've experienced with that movement. Um, I have other watches uh, with, you know, the more expensive. Yeah, I have a watch now that has the the more expensive version of the six R movement. Well, the six R three five but it's like generic mm. and it does not do that. Well. Like it does, you know how Seiko kind of um, like undersells their performance. Mm-hmm. It actually, it actually performs at that undersold like subpar. And I'm a little disappointed, but um, wow. these Miotas I think are always pretty good. I've never really, I've had several nine zero one fives. I've had several different iterations within the nine, uh, like the nine XXX class of the Miyota calibers, and yeah, I've I've not had a bad experience. It generally it's one of those things where if I'm looking at a watch listing or if I'm looking at a watch release and I see Miyota nine blah blah blah. Hell, even if it's one of the previous generation eight two series, if I go mm-hmm. and see Miyota eight two zero five or eight two one five, like okay good, and like I know it's, yeah. I know it's, I know it's gonna be fine. I don't have to go and like crawl the annals of fucking watch caliber to figure out what fucking Edda movement what what is this which Hattori movement you know what I mean like if I and then I know it's I know it's I know it should be a little bit more um rigorous but it's just one of those things where it's like you're probably gonna be in good hands if you have a Miyota watch yeah you for know? sure so that's cool man damn I should have bought that watch yep and uh but now field watches are ruined for me did I talk to you about that? Have we talked about that? I think we have. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting another field watch in for review, but it is not five hundred dollars. Is it? Do you think I'll like it? Would I like it? Will she like it? Is it good? I think you might. I don't know if I'm going to be able to send it to you though. That's fine. But I don't know. This brand forgot last time that they I had a watch, so maybe I can send it to you. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see what happens. But yeah, no, I've I've fallen out of lust for my search with a for my search for a field watch. I think I think the mm. Ryan Hellcat um, <clears throat> ruined it for me. It's like if you eat something and you generally love that item you eat. So in this case, let's say it's to the horror and disgust of many people. When I was a kid, I loved eating like meatball subs from Subway. That was it. Me too. They were really good, right? Me too. So let's take that. Let's take that as an example. Uh, I love the meatball sub. I eat it all the time. Um, and let's say maybe either because of the sub, I'm not saying it's the case, or just something else happens and I get very ill and I end up vomiting and I vomit the sub. I probably don't want to eat the sub ever again because it's just going to remind <laughs> me of that bad time. That's basically where I'm I'm post-field watch vomit. Okay. Uh, thanks to the Orion Hellcat. I just, I don't know. It's gone. I sold it. It's gone now. I sold it mm-hmm. to uh, a wonderful member of the uh, Tube of Wash Knob Slack family. Yeah. And so it's gone, but it's just... Yeah. I think you'll find something again in that same vein that you'll like. I'm, I'm like, I'm like hardcore crushing on something. On, I'm like, I think we're talking about some, some sort of like Genta-esque integrated bracelet design. Uh-huh. I don't know why. 
but you have another journey that you've been on for far too long where I'm going to push you towards. Enable me, Michael. <laughs> Enable me, Sensei. Yeah, let's see. Let's see where fate takes us. But um, but I'm I'm excited to see your photos that I watch. You always crush it with photos of the of the Dryden. Um, I'm talking about, and uh, I'm excited to see uh, see what you say about that piece. What do you have? Tried and true TPWS relic. Um, for today's episode, episode two fifty three, I'm wearing the Orient Christmas Chrono, uh, a Kaz favorite. I haven't worn it in a bit. I don't think. Um, I fucking love this watch. This is a really, really, really fun watch. And this is one of the first watches. This, this is one of the first watches that when I was really encapsulated in my, what I'll call, orological innocence, where everything feels new and interesting and everything you learn about is a different sort of like little alleyway to walk down and discover new releases and new blah, 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 like. As, as a jaded watch collector and watch enthusiast, I just find myself chasing those feelings Yeah. to relive them now, you know, again. But um, this watch was really funny. So I saw an image of this watch, I think, randomly on Reddit when I was still actually going to the watches uh, subreddit. This was forever ago. And I saw it. I didn't really know anything about Orient watches. I think you and I talked about them a little bit at that point because it was your because the Orient Mako Gen 1 was your um, was your wedding watch yeah um, I saw the image on Reddit didn't really know anything about Orient watches didn't really know anything about the idea of like a JDM watch versus like a, a worldwide you know domestic market watch blah 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 uh, but I saw the image I fell in love with it and all I had to go on I think was the the reference the the, the reference number the reference number for this watch it's WV0051TX so went down a rabbit hole, found this whole new world. Cue the song of just really interesting watch releases. So the I call this watch the Orient Christmas Chrono. It is part of the Orient Neo 70s line, which is not very popular here in the United States. It's really definitely more popular in uh, Japan where Orient Watches is based. And so because of that, a lot of the pieces in the Orient Neo 70s line uh, end up being JDM, you know, Japanese domestic market only. Uh, the idea with the Orient Neo 70s collection, which is comprised primarily of um, of quartz solar watches, either three-handers, world times, or in the case of my watch, the uh, Orient Christmas Chrono. It is a solar quartz chronograph. The whole impetus with the Orient Neo 70s collection is to take some sort of iconic design cue from a 1970s watch design and refresh it make it fun and just make it available to people and so that's why a lot of the times in the orient neo 70s collection you'll see uh, fun color combinations you'll see old school faceted dials that's uh, not dials uh crystals that's the one where the watch crystal is sort of cut to look like um like a gem like a faceted gem it's, uh, i used to have one. it was really really cool um or in the case of mine, you'll have fun uh, fun dial textures. So the Orient Neo 70s uh, Christmas Chrono on my wrist here. It's like... This was also the originator of Cat's Teal, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the first watch that showed me, you like teal things, chase yeah. that forever. <laughs> uh, it's teal, it has these pinstripes, but the pinstripes... Um, kind of alternate so they're not solid stripes all the way down 
it'll be a stripe and then it'll step to one side and the stripe will continue and then it'll step to another side and the stripe will continue it's really 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 fun if you if you just google orient um christmas chrono you'll see one it's of all, all your photos it's all my photos <laughs> because uh you and I came up with the name for this watch. The Orient Christmas Chrono It is thus named because this is a limited edition um, 2016 Orient Neo 70s release in Japan. They only made a thousand pieces and my understanding is that they made it um, either in commemoration of or just because of Christmas. So 2016 limited edition for Christmas in Japan. Um, I didn't know any of that stuff when I saw this watch, all I saw was a watch that was pretty, and all I had was a reference number. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, nice. I found someone to sell it to me online. Uh, I found um, a retailer in Japan to sell it. I think I think I bought it through eBay. And um, yeah, I fucking love this watch, dude. This watch is really, really so. Uh, uh, and I, I'll stop talking about this watch in a second. I promise. The funny thing, if you know anything about Orient watches, is that. One of their really, really cool main selling propositions is that their entire, this is actually a funny exception, the majority of their product lines are in-house mechanical movements. Orient Watches is, is the, the provider of one of the greatest, most affordable mechanical dress watches, in my opinion, on fucking earth, the Orient Bambino. You can get an Orient Bambino for between 100 and 200 bucks as a, a mechanical um, dress watch that's huge otherwise in that price range you're looking at a lot of quartz movements which is fine but some people want automatic or mechanical movements i think the timex marlin is going to be in that price range also um but the timex marlin design offerings are much more limited uh against the orient bambino but the whole thing is the automatic movements orient does not make quartz movements they only make automatic movements um, and make very nice automatic movements. But this thing has uh, a solar quartz chronograph. And I remember when I was doing the review, I was trying to figure out, what is this? What mm -hmm. the fuck movement is this <laughs> in here? Orient calls it the uh, Orient KBS-00 solar quartz uh, chronograph movement. Totally meaningless. That's not like referential to any other sort of quartz solar quartz caliber they make um, was able to find out eventually through a lot of internet sleuthing and just comparing of metrics and features most likely what is in this orient neo 70 solar quartz chronograph is the um it's the seiko v175 the ubiquitous solar okay. quartz movement um from seiko so it's probably the unbranded version um because this is also way before all of the 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 Epson takeover acquisition of Orient watches and everything like that. So it's a fun watch, man. I love this thing. Yeah, how long have you had it by this point? <sighs> six years. Wow, it's got to be six years. Good lord, Jesus. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. I, I was realizing <laughs> the other day, like, man, I've had I've had some watches for a while. I've had the big zero for a long time too. It makes you feel old also. Yeah, I was just thinking that. That, <laughs> that watches are dis that watches come when you were getting into the hobby and then they're like discontinued. <laughs> and you're still in the hobby and you're just like, wow. Oh god. That's Yeah. Elliot measured out his life in coffee spoons. We're gonna measure our lives out in um new and discontinued watches. 
No, I measure my life in uh, numbers of Blink-182 breakups and reunions. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> that is, did his pinky heal? How's his pinky? I don't know, man. I just... I just hope that tour doesn't get canceled. Whatever. You're just like, I don't want my money back. I want you to keep my money and show up so I can watch you fucking play your instruments. Yeah. Or get like a cyborg, Travis, like they did with uh, Static X. <laughs> that wasn't a cyborg. That wasn't. That was a human. <laughs> well, I think that's the idea, though. It's like he's, he's like he's a, supposed to be like the corpse or like version version two, I think. Yeah. yeah. The guy's name is Zero. Everyone's fairly certain it's Ed, it's Edsel Dope from the band Dope from back in the day. They did a really okay. crazy You Spin Me Right Round cover with Cookie Monster vocals and everything. But like, okay. I understand. So maybe they can get a drum. Oh, that was the joke you made. Maybe, 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 uh, maybe Skiba can come and play drums if he knows how to play drums. Also, <laughs> we need you back. We need you back, bro. I hope you didn't delete our number. <laughs> oh boy. I'm telling you, man. We need another show. another music uh, episode, music slash music gear episode. I'm on. I've been on a guitar hunt lately, so that'd be fun. Maybe we yeah. could do that. But uh, but that's 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 my wrist check, man. Uh, solar solar quartz, Christmas chrono. I I don't know. I good love stuff. This watch. Good good budget wrist check. See, we haven't lost our way. <laughs> naysayers, I say to you, naysayers. Look, look at my limited edition <laughs> yeah christmas yeah, chrono <laughs> i only paid 250 bucks for this thing like it that's the other really great thing about the orient neo 70s line is i don't think you're gonna find anything over 300 bucks in it yeah so um but here let's do this michael watches and wonders hello 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 this is um can I open? Can I open with with uh, my prediction? Just By get, all means, just get it out of the way. Let's do it. In the twenty twenty three Watches and Wonder pre show episode two fifty two, I predicted, as facetiously as I could possibly fucking do, I predicted a joke release a joke release for one of the funniest brands in the world, at least to me, Von Cleef and Arpels or Aperels. We never talk about them. We never talk about them, but I find <laughs> them so fascinating. They essentially make these like 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 old aristocracies, like like noble aristocrat, like aristocrat, aristocrat, aristocrat like automaton, like these totally frivolous hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of just like stupid little things and then like enamel painted and it's like, oh, it's a vignette of, you know, this person turning into like a willow tree on a summer day and it, it chimes like really stupid shit stupid 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 shit von cleef and arpels i predicted apparently on prescient i predicted in episode 252 that von cleef and arpels would release uh i say i was about 85 percent correct with this prediction but i predicted that they would release <laughs> uh, uh, uh a timepiece or at least an automaton mechanism because I don't really know if these are timepieces anymore, um, of a of a of a like a like a flower bulb or a lily pad designed to be a perfect quinceanera gift, and the lily pad opens up and live butterflies burst forth from the bulb, and your party guests have to catch it, and then whoever catches it is is gets the next quinceanera. I don't care if it's a 
45 year old man or like the dog or whatever whoever catches it gets to continue next um that was my fucking joke prediction well michael hold on to your hat <laughs> apparently i have i have the power of foresight so watch the wonders 2023 release from von cleef and arpels i'm gonna fucking butcher this name <clears throat> well first let me send you the link just so you can see it yeah i mean i know you've already seen it but i you know I need a reference again. Yeah. What did you see? First of all, look at this image and tell me that's not exactly what I described. <laughs> that's basically it. Yeah. The 2023 Botches of Wonders, Von Cleef and Arpel's release of, mm, here we go, Evel du Klykomen? Klykomen? Automaton? <laughs> I'm going to play this video. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to read a little paragraph here. The Uvel, Ivaldi, fucking from Florida. I'm from Florida, everyone. I'm really sorry. Ivaldi, Kai Klamon Automaton showcases a bouquet of flowers that opens to reveal a bejeweled butterfly. Lacquered Klykomans. Oh, is it, is it kind of flower? It's a kind of flower. Okay, I don't know mm. flowers. The lacquered flowers emerge from a purple jade bowl and come to life to reveal the delicate winged creature the butterfly's strikingly realistic enamel wings flutter at a natural pace as it rises above the object everyone ask me for lottery numbers <laughs> did we find a price on this or no you don't think so uh i didn't see you but usually watches by sjx if they covered this has no problem posting prices let me see if i can find it <laughs> I don't think so. I think this is a kind of like you can't afford it, it man. Yeah, <laughs> just, you just can't. Just can't so it's a it. it's a it's a very 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 expensive, most likely music box. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know if it if it makes julienne fries or if it does your fucking taxes, but it well, is very very impressive. They have they have an entire butterfly collection. So aside from the automaton stuff, I don't know I don't know if this was in the back of your mind or if you just said butterfly like off the cuff. <laughs> Must be in my but, brain. But they they have a, a large collection of just like regular jewelry, pendants, and things like that that is butterfly focused. So it, I must I must have known that and just forgot it at the front part of my brain and it was just in the back of my brain. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> Oh, this is wild. One of the funniest releases, because I saw that, and then people in the Slack were just like, dude, dude. you weren't that far <laughs> off. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Why couldn't I do this for Twitter or something? Uh, too good. <laughs> so, yeah. Google that shit. I'm telling That's you, insane. man. Okay, yeah. So now, now, now for real talk. How do you want to do this? Let's you see, had, we can go, you go to our website. Oh, yeah, go to watchnobs.com, everyone. Um, yeah. We have a feature for watches. Watches and Vandas 2023. Special coverage. There you go. Your Tudor ones are here first. Should be the should be the pocket. Oh, because I forgot to put pagination on here. It's fine. Your Tudor pieces are here. Yeah, the... Um... It was a big, big year for Tudor. Lots of people talking about the new Black Bay things. Um, and there are a few. So high level, the Black Bay GMT, same Z's, 
with a white dial. Um, the the big black bay, the forty one millimeter. Can we do that next year? If something comes out and it's just a different dial color, just be like, yes, yeah, same Z's, blue dial, <laughs> and then publish it. Yeah, we should we could do that. Might not be good for SEO, but I don't uh, give a fuck. It's our website. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> the the other one, the forty one millimeter, is mostly same Z's, but they kind of slimmed it down a little bit, and it's kind of cool. I like how they came back with the burgundy bezel, which is basically the first time the black bay was done. It was oh. with that that burgundy color. It, so which one is that? What this black bay fifty four thing is, or this is totally different? This is something totally different. I love it. Let's do this seriously. I guess we can start with the. Uh, so let's start with that fifty four because people people are writing to me and and. They're like, oh, this is, has your name written all over it. You know, are you gonna get it? And I have a, I have a Black Bay Fifty Eight uh, in navy. Right. And some people have asked, like, hey, are you gonna swap it out? And I, this is by far the big one from Tudor this year. It's a thirty-seven millimeter Black Bay um, oh. diver, uh, and it's called the Fifty Four because it's paying tribute to the Tudor reference seven nine two two from nineteen fifty four, uh, and that watch was also thirty seven millimeters. I think it. I mean, I think it's a good looking watch. I the problem is to me the fifty eight just feels so perfect that it would really take a lot for me to say, okay, I'm gonna get rid of it and. Yeah. get this 54 and and this we said that this happens with Tudor they're going to come out with something and it's going to be it's going to turn into a really good time to get something else yeah so the the navy black bay that I have when it came out people were paying way over retail for it and it took a while and I waited and I paid under retail so nice. it's good um and this so is, oh sorry I, yeah it, it's just it's uh it's different I want to see this in person because there's a there's a there's something that occurs with dive watches the smaller and smaller they get I don't think people realize how much really dial space or dial real estate that dive bezels take up you know what I mean that's why that's why generally when dive watches kind of get smaller and smaller they'll become like compression divers with like an internal bezel or something like that um I wonder how tiny the dial is on here yeah so seven millimeters my my main problem with this watch and it's why i'd have to see it in person to see if it would you know if it would dethrone the black bay 58 um they did something where as they shrunk down in size mm. it seems if you look at the lugs the tips of the lugs i'm looking it looks like they just sliced like like take the lug to lug measurement of the 58 and they're like okay it's going to be 37 millimeters oh. now slice and they just just terminate it right there it so so at the at the tips of the lugs if you look at the tips of the lugs and where the bracelet integrates it looks very boxy to me i feel like the tips of these lugs as they came down in size they probably should have like thinned them out as they flared to the to the very end extremity of the the lug point. Yeah. So it the diver looks boxy compared to yeah. the fifty eight. I mean, it has like it has like a you know how sometimes those old school vintage like dive watches have like a boxy vibe. Maybe that's what they were going for. Maybe. But I hear. I mean, but now that you pointed it out, I can't unsee it. The seven, the seventy nine twenty two doesn't doesn't look like that. The the old Tudor, 
Oh, no, okay. So then I, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think they just. I still think it looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also, you know, I actually think there's a place for the 58 and the 54 in the same collection. Sure. So, uh, por qué no los dos? <laughs> um, right. I mean, <laughs> so I, yeah, that's a good point. I can see you both living in one collection. I think it's really cool that it doesn't have the graduations also on the dive bezel. That's that's a very very like old school. Oh, you're right. Um, uh, it would have been cool to have the uh, the red triangle though, um, and the crown. People are really into the crown. It's it's smaller, but I miss. I, I feel like the big crown has become such a black base signature, almost mm. like the almost like the snowflake hands. Yeah. That you know i sort of miss it and they're maybe i'm wrong maybe the ones i've seen are like frankens or something but i think there are 79 22s with with big crowns nice um somebody tell me if i'm wrong if you're a super like deep rolex tutor collector um but you know i i think it's i think it's nice uh Maybe I'll tell my wife, like, hey, honey, you need this. <laughs> uh, but Does you that know, ever right... work? <laughs> no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, I was like, I think I can try that. Like, like maybe I... commit to my wife to get, like, a pre-labor watch before, <laughs> before the baby kicks in. We need to mark this historic moment. Um, <laughs> I'm, like, opening Crown and Caliber, like, in the hospital, like, like, like you know, um, while she's just trying to focus on other things. <laughs> other things yeah <laughs> also if i'm gonna you know again i really like my black bay 58 mm-hmm. but if i'm if i'm gonna take the time to to think oh it's maybe i'll get something else maybe i'll sw- it, it's gonna be the pelagos 39 like so especially at the price for this thing right now I and mean, this thing's probably gonna like you were saying fall into the the spot of going over retail yeah, but what I do like about Tudor is that as they go smaller and newer, um, they go down in price. So I think it's kind of cool. So this is this watch is cheaper than the fifty eight and cheaper than the forty one. This what thirty eight I think. Uh, thirty eight fifty on steel, thirty six twenty five if you do the the rubber. Um, Don't do it the looks rubber. good. I, I think I just think I gotta see it in person to really make up my mind. And yeah. again, if if I'm gonna step away from the 58, it's probably gonna be for that pillar. That 58 is super you though. I feel like like every time yeah. you post a photo, I'm like, that feels right. Like it just you know what I mean. Like it feels it feels yeah. good. It feels right. And I have plenty of black dial divers too. So mm. <laughs> I mean, that's why I got the blue. That's why I got the navy for the 58 because I didn't, you know. Uh. That's cool, I think though. there is a good good spot to add some color. So this is the one the internet lost its mind over. Yeah, I I think um, you know I don't I I'm sure that there were folks that thought like this is cr- like the second coming and uh, <laughs> no I'm gonna sell everything for this watch, um, and and then the, I think a lot of people are just also pretty lukewarm, um, but you know I I think it looks I think it looks good. You know, uh, I have to try to see it in person. It's kind of impossible where I am. Uh, hard to find, hard to get to the Tudor retailer from where I am. Mm. But um, you know. Yeah, there's not a lot here uh, in this part of the Southwest, Southwest Florida where I'm at. 
I am impressed with what they did on the 41 though. I think that's I think that's more exciting than this 54 cuz mm. I one of one of the things that I said in the last episode I was I think I said I think they're going to kill the old black bay. Uh just mm. the, the big the chonker. And instead what they did um they slimmed it down a bit. They put the Meta's uh certified movement in it. Oh, so it's a master right. chronometer now. And now you get a Jubilee bracelet or the same oysterish one or a rubber one uh and they brought it back in that burgundy the original the original bezel color that tudor came back um you know into the states with so i think that's i think that's interesting um you also have the the black bay gmt with the um with the white dial yep i think that's cool because if you think about it um I mean, sure, you have meteorite dial of Rolex GMT Masters if you want a light dial uh, GMT Master, but this is really the first time, I think, since the very first like Pan Am GMT Masters. Some of those came with white dials. I think the 6542. Hmm. Some of those came with white dials, and they're called albino GMT Masters. They're very, very, like, incredibly rare. Oh, wow. Um, uh, I think, I think people, some people even think <clears throat> that they're, they're mostly fake. Most of the time you see them. It's just one oh, of those watches. Wow. That's like that rare. Like just assume it's fake if you see it. Yeah. There's no, I, I, I don't, I'm not really sure. I'm not sh- really sure if they pin down production numbers or, or all of that. But anyways, they call them albino GMT masters. Mm. And now this, this, this uh, black bay GMT with the white dial, that's kind of like, you're getting that from from the Rolex family, uh, so it's out there if you want it. It's yeah. just kind of, you know, I, I had the the black page GMT also, and I, I think it's kind of big. The white dial is going to make it look bigger, but you know, if if you don't have a tiny wrist like like I do, um, like we do, <laughs> it'll be it'll be it'll be fine. Um, oh, I think Tudor also came. Uh, so it, it looks like the progression Tudor's going for is. They're going from ETA to in-house and then from in-house to in-house master chronometer. And I think eventually all the Tudor stuff is going to have in-house movement, master chronometer, Meta certified. I think that's, I think that's the desired end state for Tudor. Most likely. I don't know if we're talking really like dollars to donuts, how much value that's going to add and if it's going to justify how much more they're going to charge. Because all, all, all of that progression you just laid out just, to me, means more money. Metis is real deal, though, man. That's like zero to five seconds per day. Yeah, but what the fuck am I... What do I need that for? I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. It's very impressive, but do I want to pay for it? <laughs> so here's another thing that happened. So hmm. those... Um, the bezel-less black bays, the ones that come in 31, 36, mm-hmm. 39, 41. The fixed bezel ones, yeah, they're cool. Those all have the um, the in-house movement now. Um, but they got rid of the black dial. Oh, interesting. So it's just what, blue, there's like white, blue, and silver? Yeah, there's, there's like a silvery one. There's not a white one. There's a sort of... There's a... It almost looks like charcoal, but it's got um, it's got like diamond markers. It's kind of weird. I don't like that. Uh, so that 
I, I mean, I know you were looking at the Black Bay 36 a while back, mm-hmm. and it has those Explorer vibes. You can't go looking for those vibes in this collection anymore. They got they got rid of. Oh, uh, they don't have the black dial. Yep. So maybe they want the Ranger to fill that void. Um, oh, if you want a black dial Explorer vibe, watch. Grab the Ranger. Well, didn't they do? <clears throat> didn't, they, didn't they do the Ranger in a new size too? The Ranger's in a new size. It's in thirty nine. It's in yes, thirty nine. I think a lot of people want thirty six or something. So. Maybe maybe with this um, this kind of deletion of the, that black dial from that line, mm. uh, maybe they'll come up with with different Ranger sizes. So, yeah, that's a uh, that's Tudor. Tudor got rid of watches. Rolex got rid of watches. Yes, they discontinued the Milgauss, which we were talking about. The Milgauss is no mas, and <laughs> the uh, Yachtmaster Two is no mas. That's right. The big you, old chonker. Do you think that? Uh, oh, and speaking of discontinuations, the Tudor Heritage Chrono, which we were talking about also on the pre-show, discontinued. Really? I didn't see that. Uh, no way. They could, got rid of it. Could be imagining it, but I could have sworn I saw that Tudor Heritage Chrono. Maybe I had like a fever dream. It's sad if that's true. What the that's... fuck? Did I, did, did I just make it up? <laughs> That's a, I don't know. Okay, Milgauss has continued. I see that. Maybe that happened. I don't know. What the hell? Did I I imagine it? Pelagos, GMT, Black Bay Chrono. Maybe you're right. I could have sworn I saw something that said it was getting discontinued. We're professionals. Yeah, we're professionals. This, this, this is a free watch podcast, everyone. Fuck off. If you're upset. You know, <laughs> oh, let me see. I don't see it on the website. Their website is also horrible. Yes. And very difficult to find things. <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you. Okay, here's Watch Family. I'm going to go to the footer where you can see everything. Yeah. Black Bay, Black Bay 54, 31, jeans, Black Bay Chrono, then 58, Bronze, PO1. I think you're right. I think you're right, dude. So weird. I don't know where I saw the headline, but yeah, I'm not seeing it on their website. My God, am I making another prediction? Why can't I use this power for good? Damn. <laughs> I'm killing the things I love. Um, what were we talking about? We're talking about, oh. talking about talking about discontinuations? We wanted it to be smaller. We wanted the Cyclops. <laughs> uh. And Tudor's like, you know what? How about nothing? How about nothing anymore? <laughs> like, oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Sorry, Dad. Jesus, bro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Bummer. Yeah. Rolex. Do you want to talk about Rolex stuff or should we try to do one of the other random brands? You know, I didn't follow Rolex all that much, honestly. I saw the dude. I saw the bubble dial. It was. I think they're trying to do some like fun sort of stuff, but like it's. Oh, that thing. That thing is going to be the easiest to fake Rolex. Like a sticker, just put like a sticker. I'm like, yeah, hey, you're perfect. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't pay I didn't pay much attention to the the you know what the uh the whole the funky uh day windows that just have like emojis and stuff. That's pretty cool because that's that's something that you would never think Rolex would do. Um, wait, is that I missed that? 
the one that you're talking about i think the the day wheel says like love on it you know it, it doesn't have the days on it and then there's another one where oh that's funny yeah so that almost looks like something uh, a third party modder would do like one of those high-end ones uh, that modify rolexes and are they trying to appeal to teenagers making impulse purchases with their parents' credit cards? I don't. Or uh, you know, you know who did something like that recently? Uh, Richard Mille came out with those watches that look like Candy Crush in the watches. Oh my God, you're right. It's kind of like I and... feel like if I want something like this, I'm just gonna buy one of those Mr. Jones watches. You ever see those mm-hmm. Mr. Jones watches? Yep. Yeah. Some people were posting them as alternatives. Yeah. Much more affordable. <laughs> The uh, the Daytona has a display back now, and there's that a, is actually really cool because I yeah. I've always thought it was a weird I thought it was super annoying how like you know Rolex Rolex movements all this really cool technology and like it just feels like this special effort they're putting into it you can't see the movement but now yeah. now you can I know nothing about Daytonas. It's really I, funny. I know they're a watch. <laughs> they're a watch. I know they're... nothing. People are like, yeah, this this cam system was changed with this screw now. And it's, dude, I like. <laughs> dude, I do, you know, have a, do you have a job? Or is this your job? Because <laughs> if, if this is your job, cool. You should probably yeah. work right now. <laughs> um, can I talk about Hermes? Another prediction? Yeah, let me go to that article. Let's see. So we oh, talked about, yeah. What's, what's up? Let's talk about these. Yeah. So we talked about Hermes in the 2022 or the 2023 pre-show episode, episode 252, Two Podcast. Um, I am on a very interesting love journey with Hermes watches, and I'm on this love journey with a complete, just unaffiliation with the brand. I know nothing about Hermes, the brand. I know they kill lots of cows and make leather goods. That's about it. That's about mm-hmm. where I'm at. Yep. But my knowledge reference <laughs> of Hermes as a legacy fashion house. Um, but they came onto my radar uh, with the 2021 release of the original Hermes um, H08. If you have no idea what brand I'm talking about, it, it's just spelled Hermes. Mm-hmm. But it's pronounced Hermes. The H, like most of the letters, are just silent. Just and meh. It's, it's just just walk up to somebody and just go meh like oh yeah Hermes yeah because <laughs> like 95% of the sounds you just don't make which is fine that's great I think that's uh, I think that's beautiful or whatever um, <laughs> the Hermes H08 I love it it's a it's a very interesting geometric it's almost a square watch but it has these round sort of edges to it it's very much a <laughs> using my big words here, a soft-edged square, um, Arabic numerals, a very unique font. It's a three-hander. It's one of those things that caught my eye as something very familiar, but also very unique and something that I could see myself uh, wearing. The original Hermes H08 release was in titanium, which I fucking love, and it had a very cool, like, Battlestar Galactica bracelet with it. So ever since then, that watch is just has just been on my mind. Um, in-house movement, all that fun stuff. Uh, the craftsmanship looks incredible in the photos I've seen. And so ever since then, I'm just like, man, I really, I want them to continue iterating on the um, on this HC or 8 line. Well, pot jack, they fucking did. 
So we talked about this in episode 252. I want them to do something with it. I don't remember exactly what I said. I might have said more colors, something like that. We got more colors. We also have a lot more changes I was not expecting. And something I did not think I was going to say in regards to a value proposition this brand offers. So the <laughs> Hermes H08 uh, got a couple new iterations. There is now a chronograph version available only in, I believe, one color, very similar to the original Hermes H08 release where it has um, some slight uh, orange uh, sort of flourishes. It's not an orange watch in the same way one would fart in the bathtub. It's just a watch with some orange touches. Uh, and that's very much... I'm not a giant orange fan, sorry. It's very much... That's very much the case with the other iteration of the H08 Hermes releases where they basically release them in four new colors. Uh, there's a very, very fun gray, sagey, super trendy kind of green. There's a yellow, there's an orange, uh, and there's a blue. What's blue, you know, what the colors are, it's the rubber strap. They got rid of the bracelet, which I'm very upset about. And instead, we now have a rubber strap. There's some markers on one of the interior rings that also reflects the color. And then there's the um, uh, 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 middle symmetrical second hand um, that also has the color as well. But while all that is cool, the coolest thing is what these watches are made out of. Um, so essentially, let me let me scroll to where I actually wrote wrote words. Whatever, I'll just wait. So the watches are are made of a single block per case. So each case is its own block of its of a of a, a proprietary mixture of slate powder and glass fiber, not fiberglass. <laughs> Whatever the fuck glass fiber is. Um, essentially, it's an incredibly durable and lightweight material, evocative of the idea of, tit of titanium, but feels a lot more progressive and just material forward thinking. Like this idea of us, this we, we, we made this from a single block of a composite material from slate powder and glass fiber. Um, I really want to try one of these on. I really want to see what it feels like because honestly... These things are, in the context of Earth, these things are expensive. They're 8,000 bucks. But the usage and treatment of the material on the case is something you would see from like a five or six digit price tag fucking like Hublot or um, even some of those crazy Octo Finissimo, uh, like those uh, type of, like just, there's a very interesting value proposition here, which is something I should not be saying in the context of an $8,000 watch that you get um, with something like this. Uh, when you look at the case, it almost looks like it has chisel marks. Do you, do you see that in one of these photos here? It's of the blue watch. Yeah, this is definitely fiberglass, though. They wrote glass fiber. Maybe maybe they thought it would be cool and they swap it? I don't care if they're French. This is definitely fiberglass. <laughs> right? Well, there's a, okay, there's a Wikipedia entry for glass fiber. I'm Googling it. This looks like it was made out of like a cheap sailboat that I used to own. Like it, the, it this looks, looks like, like my old schooner from sixth grade. I'm so uh, <laughs> uh, oh, okay. So Wikipedia has a, has some interesting insights here. Um, there's an entry for. Uh, let me show this to you. Let me let me share this with you. I, I see glass fiber. Yeah, I'm I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. 
But uh, there's also uh, an annotation at the top for the common composite material reinforced with glass fibers. Okay. See fiberglass. Touche. Okay. So maybe it's fiberglass adjacent. Okay. <laughs> glass fiber is material consistent. Well, here's the problem. None of this was apparent from Hermes's release. I had to like dig and claw to figure out. Like all Hermes says on the Watches of Wonder site is that it's a composite. Okay. It's fucking annoying. Like if you did something cool, tell everyone, dude. Um, glass fiber is a material consisting of numerous extremely fine fibers of glass. Glass makers throughout history have experimented with glass fibers. But mass, manu- mass manufacture of glass fibers was made only possible with the invention of finer machine tooling. Can be used for biomedical applications like joint replacement, uh, cool. electronic applications, lithium ion batteries. Weird. It's just, it's odd. I don't really know why they chose this material um i just think i love i I love material experimentations i love alternative materials especially in watches but what i hate is when you see something really cool but it's like you know fifty thousand dollars or something yeah (laughs) it's like oh good i'm glad i'm glad that's affordable so like this Hermes release I thought was really, really cool. I'm so happy to see the H08 line getting some love. I didn't. I, I would have been happy if they just stayed titanium. Honestly, I would have been happy if they stayed titanium and still around five or 6000 bucks. But, you know. I like can't... the green one. The green one's pretty I, cool. The green one is speaking to me. Yeah, the green one's pretty cool. It's pretty dang cool. So that that that's that's the Hermes coverage that I thought was... Um, I didn't look too much at the chronograph. Um these things really caught my eye more. Mm. So that's, that was one prediction that we thought was interesting. Do you want to talk about this Panerai thing? Yeah. We were saying that the Panerai, the radio mirrors, they, they, they cut them down. We noticed that they were weird ones, a reduced a number on the website. And we were like, Oh, what's going to happen? Are they going blah, blah, blah. Well, this one's all you. They, the total opposite. They are adding more, to the radio mirror, the radio mirror line. Um, really, what's interesting? Uh, interesting is an interesting word for me to use. Um, I'm not the that big interested. Thing, what's up? I'm not that interested. I'm not that interested. <laughs> what I really, I think, the talking point here is not so much these watches. I find most of these, with the exception of two things, which I'll mention, very uninteresting. The first thing that's worth mentioning, at least talking through, is this new material they're using. This. Brunito Steel trademark. Brunito E Steel trademark. Have you seen this? I did not dig into it as much as you did. So Brunito, Brunito. I'm saying this wrong. I'm from Florida. I'm really sorry, everyone. Brunito E Steel is a proprietary. Essentially, it's some kind of. I think it, uh, it's an alloy that they use. That's scrap. That's really sourced in scrap metal. So it's recycled scrap metal, repurposed and then hand uh, detailed to look faux tinted. So if you look at this first watch, all, all the, 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 the watches that, that actually have it are this new uh, Radio Mir California, PAM 01349, and then the other two Radio Mir Otto Gironio, Giorni, Giorni, fucking, I'm really 
pasta. I'm not good. Don't say pasta. That's horrible. <laughs> I'm really bad with languages. I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm going to I'm gonna give this proper proper effort. Radiomir Otto Giorni. G-I-O-R-N-I. G-I-O-R-N. It doesn't matter. Um, both of these feature the Brunito E-Steel, which, like I said, it's recycled scrap metal, photinid to look like it had gone through uh, a dryer. Um <laughs> I'm still really weird about Fotina, especially when you're trying to charge me fucking like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, they're selling you trash, like scrap. They're metal. selling me trash. <laughs> How can we sell them trash? <laughs> I really, I'd love to be in these meetings. It's really great. You know what I mean? So it's just, I, I think, I don't think. I think the idea of reusing the scrap metal is interesting. I don't like the idea of putting it in such a luxury application where you're not making it actually accessible. The whole idea with making something, because they're even calling it E-Steel, Brunito E-Steel. The whole concept of making something reusable is that it's also widely available or widely just distributable because otherwise the idea of being reusable isn't scalable. It's not reusable on the scale to make a difference if I'm only making a handful of fucking watches a year and only a handful of people can afford them. Like that's not actually doing anything. I like how you're I like how nice you are. You're like, again, at ninety seven hundred, it's a tough sell for me. <laughs> Dog, this is a hell to the no. <laughs> I mean, you know, just trying to you know, trying to be like respectful, but you know, it's it's, it's fine. Um I respect Panerai less and less every year. You say that as a Panerai owner too. I That's say that I as a Panerai it. owner. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the other thing worth just mentioning because it's interesting. It's a complication we don't all we don't uh, see a lot of. It's this um, annual annual calendar complication. So not necessarily like a perpetual calendar. It's this idea of an annual calendar, which is really just based on like the the the, the months. And so you see it here in. A total fucking flip-flop from Bruni to E-Steel. It's featured in these two models here, the PAM01432 and the PAM01363. Both of these are in some sort of proprietary alloy combination of precious metals. The 01432 is Platinum Tech trademark, and the fucking 031363 is Gold Tech trademark essentially they treat both of these precious materials in such a way so as to make them uh stronger in the case of gold tech it's to make it more it's basically fancy ass uh, rose gold it's to try to bring out the 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 kind of rose colored um features of the gold tech uh what i what i thought was interesting was the movement i think that's really cool i would just like to see it accessible in more logically affordable Panerai models like the fucking Goldtech one is $32,000 and the fucking Platinum Tech one is $88,000 I'm gonna go go out and buy put my name down <laughs> love, right now I love how that elicited a yawn from you I find that amazing I and the num- the months are I can't read them they're right? in Italian okay I don't, <laughs> okay it's an Italian brain. What do you want? <laughs> I'm glad I did not pay attention to this. Well, you know what? It was the end of day two, and I figured one of us needed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he I was grateful. Something. I was grateful. I and saw so, that there were some Panerais, and I was like, oh, these are kind of ugly. They're quite ugly. 
Can um, I save the day? Cass, please jump in. Take this bullet for us. <laughs> That's why like, I was writing it, and like I, I got done with the first section, and I literally asked myself, do I care? That's why I just started adding those sections in. Do I care? <laughs> I'm so selfish. I cover stuff that I like, and I just... <laughs> really get excited about i try to cover stuff that i think would be interesting or get traffic or stuff that other people don't talk about that's why i was really i was really pumped to talk about those um hermes releases you know yeah yeah um do you want to do one or can i do one next i'm gonna talk about what i think might be my favorite watch okay and it's also it's also one that i don't think other sites talked about all that much i think i know where we're going and that's the the Zenith Defy Revival Shadow. We this is the, we we talked we talked about like in one of in the prediction episode we talked about something with this line I think. Yeah, I I was thinking that um, they were gonna bring, oh, yeah, that's right. They were gonna add to the uh, or somehow replace the old like um, the lab, the Defy Lab. Was it that one? The time only skeletonized ones, and that mm. I don't think that really happened because I think the skyline they skeletonized that one, so you can get a skeleton dial of that. Mm. And I think that's the replacement of those watches. Um, but this thing, holy cow! <laughs> it's Let so me cool. It up. Dude, look at this case. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so this is uh, the Defy Revival uh, is a super kind of 70s looking watch that Zenith revived uh, recently. And it, it was it was cool. It came out in these really funky 70s colors. There's a red one. There's a blue one. Mm. Uh, I can never rock it. But now for the first time in the history of the model, it's out in this like dark blasted titanium micro blasted titanium i could see you wearing this oh man with and and one of the signature features here is that ladder bracelet and they did that in titanium and the clasp so okay yeah this is um and at at like what 37 millimeters oh wow kind of small not not as loud as something like the skyline or or even the iwc engineer that came out why is the um, water resistance 300 meters I don't, i'm not going to complain though i mean that's cool <laughs> where am i going with this watch <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know this it just the makes me feel like you could titanium wow yeah i i like that the power reserve this, is a little like yeah really like you could have you know I think Seiko's giving you, giving you more power reserve in some watches, but um, I mean fifty. I mean, I feel like the standard is thirty eight hours still, right? Or am I still am I still in two thousand seventeen? Yeah, yeah. Your your times is <laughs> times have changed, man. That bar is way higher now. So okay, yeah. so fifty fifty is not great power reserve wise. Yeah, it, today, yeah, like Tudor's doing what, like seventy and everything, basically. That's true. Okay. So to adjust my expectations i um i love how uh i love how architectural this feels yeah and it's it's kind of like uh you know ever everyone's trying we can talk about the iwc later but mm. you know that that integrated bracelet genta-esque design is killing it across you know several yeah. price points from Tissot to patek yeah. and you know zenith this is not like a 
agenda design or anything, but it kind of feels that way, but in a very unique Zenith way. It's something that could exist in the same era, but it's not, it's not like evocative of that Genta design. You know what I'm saying? Like contextually, these could be in the same room, but they're not informing each other necessarily. And, and to, to their credit, the other ones that they made before this one, the modern ones, they're very like, they look very, uh, original. Like it looks like they just pulled them out of the history books and I'm like, I cannot pull that off. <laughs> it's just like, it's like me riding in a, I don't know, like a classic car or something. Like, but this thing is. I think is, you could drive in a classic car. Why yeah. can't you drive in a classic? <laughs> I'm just so used to the Honda Fit, whatever. <laughs> ah, the Fit. Uh, Chariot of Kings. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this thing, it, it's weird. It looks modern while like, I don't know, 70s at the same time. It's it's very, very cool. I, I think one of. Yeah. And in titanium, oh, dude, it's rad. I'm, I'm, I've been on a titanium kick for for a while now. Like, yeah, this is cool. This is, you know, you're right. I didn't hear too much about about this one. I think it's one of those things that they probably knew wasn't going to break the internet, but it's one of those things where when it hits someone in the right spot, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna go nuts over it. So I've never so, owned anything so, in titanium, so. I don't know. Somebody wants to get me a present. <laughs> well, you got to give them your OnlyFans link, Michael. My gosh. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a different right? subscription level. Can, can't you have a wish list on OnlyFans or something? It's just uh, the only content on there is me like trying to follow really cryptic, poorly laid out uh, recipes on the internet for, uh, I don't know, like, how to cook 40 pounds of steak at once. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let me figure out how to do this all at once. That's cool. I like this one. This is a fun one. Yeah. Definitely did not get a lot of coverage, I think. But um, I would love to see this in person. Me too. There's nobody sells Zenith around here. So I'd have to go to Vancouver or something. The only time I had seen Zenith in person in orlando there's a ad in disney springs it's called luxury of time they're part of i think the diamonds international sort of group there's zenith in there they have zenith they have bremont they have hublot um actually a lot of things you don't normally see in person so Hmm. maybe next time we're in disney you and i can go we can have a watch date nice right nice good we're a local ad that's a good one i like it (laughs) That's a good one. Uh, let's see here. Ooh. Speaking of Genta-esque, can we talk about this? This is I feel like this is a very dividing watch. Um, I think I know. I think this is I think this might be like cilantro, where like half people love it and then half people thinks it tastes like soap and taint or something like that. And I think this <laughs> like I think this is just like a knee jerk uh, or like uh, moment for this thing. Um, it's actually a brand we were talking about in the pre-show. Let me send you this link. I, uh, of course, as I gild the lily and give y'all auditory blue balls, I sent Michael a link for an Alpina or Alpina release. It is the Alpina Alpiner Extreme Automatic Blue. So, this is not necessarily a new line. The um, Alpiner, Al- the Alpina Alpiner line has existed. Uh, you know, for a bit, but they've only ever been on like rubber straps. Uh, 
Um, or if they have been on a bracelet, it's not been an integrated bracelet. Well, hold on to your fucking ponies, Michael. Um, they're offering the Alpiner Extreme Automatic Blue with this integrated bracelet. And between the dial texture, the screw heads even being the fucking Alpina or Alpina logo, and the crown, and the size of the watch, this thing is hitting me, like, really nicely. How wide is this uh, bracelet? Let's see like, what the, the width is. It looks pretty wide at the widest part. It's the only thing that's kind of throwing me off. I mean, it seems to have a nice taper. I just wonder where it starts. That's a good point. It might wear like a like a like a brace cuff, like a Kevin Sorbo Hercules like brace. I haven't thought about that guy in a long time. It's just the first person I thought of when I thought of like, when I thought of like those big bracers, those big like wrist bracers. Uh, uh, let me see here, Alpina, Alpiner. He is in some wild movies today. <laughs> hey man, man's got to eat, got to pay the bills. Uh, not, here, not here to judge. I'm only here to make fun of people. Um, but I, I'm trying to get a sense of everyone. Uh, your knee jerk reaction to this watch. I like other than, it. Other than the lug width. I like it. That's that's the only thing. That's the only okay. because it looks huge, but then I see the forty one millimeter and then forty two point five is the lug to lug, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it looks good. I like it with that that crown. Is that like a rubber accent on the crown? It looks like it. I think it's really cool. Yeah. And then I it'd be awesome. I don't know if they do or if you wrote about it here. The the bracelet's nice. If Alpina also includes like rubber. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I would imagine you could buy it um, as an accessory, but I don't, I don't think it includes it. If it does, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. This thing needs to be available in both with quick release. But first glance, I like it. I thought it was cool when you said you were going to write about this. I think it's so fun. I can't find the strap with the lug width on this thing. It's just, this is just one of those brands, though, that like, I, I mean, You'll have a better chance finding Doxa in a store now these days. <laughs> I've n- I've never held an Alpina. You in my can life. find them in so they're owned by Citizen Watch Group, which we talked about in the last episode. You can find them in Citizen uh, outlets and Citizen stores sometimes, like J.C. Penny. No, well, I mean, well, maybe, <laughs> but like, um, there are dedicated Citizen brick and mortar stores, oh. and sometimes they'll have Alpina stuff in there. I've never. I don't think, even think I've ever seen a citizen store. There's one. There's one. In the, there's a citizen outlet back in Orlando. Man, I had to move back to Florida. <laughs> Jeez. I'm telling you, man. I'm saving a. I'm saving a spot for you. Nobody cares about watches here. I, I drove to. I drove to um, the the location of the large chain here, Ben Bridge. Yeah. Uh, close to me. I drove to it yesterday. The windows were smashed up and boarded up, and they oh had God. like like crime tape around the whole building oh my god i think something happened and then they're just like we're closed for construction <laughs> Jeez. but it's definitely not construction no <laughs> that's sad not. so uh yeah it's so hard to find watches like that you can try on here <sighs> the watch situation here is interesting there's a mayor's here in the university town center mall which has some stuff um I know what the local watch folk here do is like go to Naples or Tampa okay. for watch shopping. Naples, I, yeah. I've seen some cool. So one of my neighbors who's moving in has one of those, like 
I don't know, ice blue Daytonas. I don't know what it's actually called. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, hey, yeah, that's not a watch that you just casually have. So that's pretty I interesting. I said nice watch to him, and he just like he's like, oh yeah, thanks. He just shrugged. So <laughs> maybe he does just casually have it. <laughs> yeah, ice blue means platinum in Daytona language. Really? Yeah. <laughs> just letting you know. <laughs> That's pretty dang cool. But no, I, I was the first time I ever saw one just in the wild. So, so but the thing is, the problem is where I live, you get a lot of what I would constitute as like luxury enthusiasts. And so I, I've seen some cool watches. Um, one of the folks moving across the street, it looks like he has like um, like a, one of the automatic Hamilton khakis. Nice. I want to ask him about it. Nice. But you don't ever want, it's like, I, it's like saying I love you first. What if they don't love you back? You know, really? like what if, you the only I mean? thing that people can come here together, like that they own, that they all own and can talk about is the same beat up Subaru Forester. <laughs> I was going to say Subaru or Patagonia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Both of those. Yeah. Oh, that's great. But yeah, the, the this, this, this Alpina release, um, it's talking to me. It's talking to me hard. Retails at approximately, uh, no, precisely $2,095. No one pay that price. Okay. <laughs> don't pay full retail on this fucking thing. But to me, in my mind, I don't know. There's just something about this watch that um, I found really, really cool. So wanted to call that out. The last one that I want to call out is, mm. of course, the absurdly priced IWC Ingenua 40 millimeter. It is gorgeous. But stupid expensive. What is it? I think when you posted this, was it you or was it someone else in the Slack was said just like I think you misspelled engineer or something like that. Yeah, is, is that <laughs> yes. what they said? Somebody said that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, talking about talking about the whole kind of vibe of an integrated bracelet because this is an integrated bracelet, right? Yeah, gentle yeah. design, and I mean, it was about time that IWC I, IWC said, yeah. We like money, so we will get <laughs> get ourselves back into this race that is dominated by the Nautilus and the Royal Oak and the Overseas and oh, uh, all that kind of stuff. Oh, this is expensive. Yeah. I won't yeah. spoil it. I'll let you. I'll let you. But very, very handsome. It's Cast Teal. You can get it in the Cast Teal. The I do think that pattern, that pattern that they have for the dial, if you look at the close-up shot of the dial, just the depth of that texture is very, very cool. Oh, wow. It's almost like keyboard keys. Yeah. It's deepest. Yeah, that's true. Like little little, little keyboard like uh, letters and space bars. Yeah. That's... I do not like the engineer logo. I think that's, the, I think that's a callback to the original kind of thing. It's, it's... Oh, okay. It's not a contemporary looking word mark, I'd say. It, it's, it just reminds me of something I'd be I'd see on like a Monster Energy drink can or something. I don't know why. <laughs> I was thinking like old computer equipment. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah. But if if it's meant to be evocative of that, then cool. Mission yeah. accomplished. So you can get it in steel or titanium. The steel one comes in this black dial or silver dial. Um the black and the silver will be all brushed on the bracelet. If you get the teal one, the center links are polished. So there's some cool variety there. Um, 
And then the badass one is the titanium, which is like, dude, <laughs> I don't know. I know 14,600 is a lot. It's a lot of shutter, man. But man, maybe I'd sell my collection for that titanium one. <laughs> don't, don't do it. And then don't I'd disappear. It, I'd disappear off the face of the earth. I'd retire from watches. Out of shame or victory? <laughs> a little bit of both. Yeah, a little bit of both. <laughs> I can't look my friends in the eye ever again. Because I'd get yelled at so much. Um, I, 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 it, I like it. I think it's great. Did not anticipate it because I think we were trying to. I think we were we were even trying to predict something for IWC. That, oh yeah, that's how we got talking about Ben Stiller. I think on the yeah. last episode. Yeah. Um. Did not expect this. It's it's way too expensive. So expensive, and I I really wonder that this is the question mark for me. I you can't get a Nautilus at retail, you can't get an overseas at retail, you can't get a Royal Oak at retail. Um, even the mm. what, what are the other ones? Um, a, anything from the high luxury brands that even remotely looks integrated. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Bracelet sport watch thing. You can't get them at retail. IWC so you think, you think it's typ- gonna happen to this one? Well, I don't know. IWC is typically just like Panerai, very notorious for not really holding value all that well. Mm. And I've never in recent years seen an IWC that's so high demand that people are paying above retail. So right. maybe IWC cranks them out to the point where yeah, they're at boutiques and you can walk out with one. But I don't know. I think it might it might end up being just as just as nuts to to try to secure one of these. What if something happens and it flops and everyone hates it and you can walk into a booth you can get it for like let's say maybe twenty five percent off. <laughs> then yeah. Is that still too much? I would say do it. <laughs> I would say do I well also a lot of the modern uh more modern runs of this watch have flopped like yeah they just kind of disappear into the shadows because next year iwc will come out with like 48 pilot watches and that that's what i was gonna say the thing with iwc is people in terms of the context of how people pigeonhole brands people can really only best understand brands by a two-sentence summarization of what that brand does. The thing with IWC is if it doesn't fit into um, the pilot watch area or even in some cases like the Portuguese or chronograph area, it just sort of doesn't really stick with... Historically, I could, I'm, I'm always open to being wrong. And so I feel like that's probably going to happen with these. We'll see. I don't know. If, uh, if a genie came here and like waved his lamp or wand his magic lamp he waved his he waved his magic harry potter lamp genies have genies have wands yeah (laughs) (laughs) i said you could have any watch from watches and wonders uh i'd probably pick this one in titanium Mm. yeah the titanium so are they all are is the stainless steel and titanium are they all available in all three of those colors or is the teal one the only titanium one no, the only titanium one is the one with that grayish silvery dial. There's like a there's like a grayish silver dial. I'm and looking that's, at it. Yeah, that's what comes with the titanium. There's like a whiter. There's a whiter one. And that's steel. 
the steel one you can get in that whiter white black and teal dude the titanium one with this dial is fucking hot yeah that's hot as shit dude but it's not it's not like honda civic hot i'd 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 like a new honda civic actually Pretty cool. <laughs> Just don't let the Honda figure you say that, dude. I know. I keep every now and then, keep every now and then, Becky and I'll be driving around and like, cause like you know, our 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 baby's gonna be here soon, so like I have it in my head where I'm like, my Subaru is gonna be fine for a bit, but at some point, this child, as they do, will grow. You know, I should think about what kind of car I want to do next. And sometimes, like, we'll be in traffic, and I'll be like, oh, you know that. That person's blah 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 car looks interesting, and she'll just be, and she'll cover the air vents like she's gonna hear you. Don't. Don't let the car hear us shopping on the road. I want to turn the fit into like a Mad Max bug out vehicle. I want to put lifted <laughs> suspension and just, just like something ridiculous. I think the coolest thing I ever heard of someone wanted to do with their old car when it was time to go is my dad. Well, my dad, my dad came to this country in the seventies and um, he came into Brooklyn and the, and he saved up a while. The first car he ever bought. He was so proud of it. It was like a spaceship, and he bought um, an old Cutlass Supreme. Giant, yeah. giant fucking car. Uh, and he and my mom had that car for a long time. And then it got to the point where the car was, you know, it's, it's, it's a little old. It's, it's not really great. Newer cars are coming out. Nicer cars are coming out. It was the 80s, and, you know, um, and my, it was time for my dad to get rid of the car. What my dad wanted to do with the car was take the engine block out and turn it into a coffee table. Put That's pretty like, cool. A piece of glass over it and just make it like a coffee table um because my dad uh is super into cigars and he just wanted to like have that as his coffee table in like the area where he like smoked his cigars and my mom was just like absolutely not that's a pretty she, man's man manly project i like really it. cool <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna sit with my engine block coffee table and i'm gonna smoke a fucking cigar at the end of the day and I'm going to listen to some operas on Laserdisc because that's just the kind of guy he is. <laughs> Mom's no fun. No. <laughs> I think that's like the coolest thing I've heard of. So, so like I, every now and then I'll have that thought. I'm like, I could do it with my Subaru. It doesn't have the same effect as the giant Cutlass Supreme engine. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a, a state of reality where my Honda Fit is lifted and like apocalypse ready and then i also have this titanium iwc you hang like chains off the side of it with like meat hooks and like why what are the meat hooks for it's just the kind of guy i want to be (laughs) (laughs) you have like a roll cage on there for some reason this is like oh my god yeah i have to send you some of these fit photos i'm looking at now did you did you google it people have done this they've lifted their fit with like off-road tires there's even one with a snorkel on it it's pretty wide. Why? I don't know. That's great. <laughs> oh man. Let me think. Uh so yes, this IWC release, very cool, too expensive. Uh also on here, really the two one things we didn't talk about, and it's fine, is um this first ever Grand Seiko automatic chronograph. Um it's blah. It's 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 fine. It's just huge, man. It's, it's too big. They grant it. Even their divers, they come like new diver or something. It's 44 millimeters. They, they just, I don't know. It would have been cool smaller, but this thing is 43 millimeters in diameter, 51.5 lug to lug. And this to me is the most egregious. If we're talking about, you know, uh, atrocities, 15.3 millimeters thick. 
The problem is this new caliber automatic chronograph, it's called the 9SC5. It's based off of the previous like automatic high beat 9SA5, as in, you know, asshole, A5. I think the problem is I think they just I think they just did a I think they just did a modular chronograph. Is it also like oh my gosh, hey, which is why it's fucking giant. It's not far from that IWC in price either. No, it's thirteen thousand seven hundred dollars. I'm not paying thirteen thousand seven hundred dollars for a watch that kind of looks like a lot of other Grand Seikos and is just basically unwearable. Um, the, the name is kind of dumb too. What what is Tentagraph? Tentagraph. I don't know. Tentacles. You know, prop like anime tentacles. Grand Seiko, Japanese, tentacle, I don't know. There's something there. <laughs> there's, some there's something. Okay, well, no, what does tentagraph mean? Let me Google <laughs> it. Well, no, I, I should have looked it up, but tentagraph either. stands for 10 beats per second. Oh. Okay, so it has. It probably has to do with the high beat. That's more innocent base. than what I was thinking. <laughs> Tell me. This is, Michael, this is, a, this is a family show. Yeah. Not really. But I I think the movement is interesting. I like the idea. I like the concept of an automatic chronograph. Just not this. This is stupid. Grand Seiko. Um, and then I I covered just because I thought it was the stupidest thing I'd ever seen. This Tag Heuer Aqua Racer in two-tone inlaid 18 karat gold. Very cute. You know what? I, 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 I'll allow it because I think they've come up with just that, that bare bones aqua racer they recently redid. Yeah. That, that's a watch for the people, you know, uh, for the nerds. That's fine. <laughs> let them have a little fun with their ugly gold aqua racer. Let them, let them have their weird. I think what pisses me off, not pisses me off. I shouldn't be so upset. I'm, I'm going to be a father. I should be calmer. <laughs> all, all the young dads are laughing at me right now. Having just, <laughs> Having just said that, um, I think what upsets me most about this watch is they're trying to bill it as this perfect conjunction between performance and luxury. And what I find amazing is that they somehow fucked both of those things up. Mm. This to me is not a performance tool, nor is it remotely luxurious looking. You know? Yeah. And so I think I'm also just upset because I was exp- I was looking forward to some sort of aqua racer updates or releases and instead i got this fucking lump of coal in my fucking stocking and shit you know so <laughs> go check it out it looks like the weirdest catalog watch ever the bezel doesn't match bezel doesn't even have any loom the loom doesn't match the loom's different colors um it just looks weird let's see if we can get one in for review oh my god do you think they'll send me one <laughs> yeah watch, watch me love it yeah that's funny this watch changed my life. Otherwise, there were other stuff, but like those are a lot of things. Um, go and check out tubewokewatchstops.com. We have a feature area. Uh, by the time you hear this, it's going to be under our columns section in the main navigation. So you can go check it out. Um, it's going to be Watches and Wonders. Uh, that The page is going to be called Watches and Wonders. So you can go and kind of read some more of our thoughts and everything like that. But overall, I thought it was a fine show terms of watches and wonders maybe we can try to go next year do you want to go to watches and wonders with me michael next year i'd go with you i'd i would also still i'm going to take some time to flesh out that uh vlogging from the bathroom idea i think it's just for the entirety like we set up a news desk and it's just like people walking in and out behind us dude someone's gonna masturbate to that i don't know if i want to facilitate that for anyone no uh, offense to everyone at home but there are some things i won't do for you people 
on the internet especially yeah <laughs> watch vaguely ethnic men have explosive diarrhea while remaining calm and talking about watches which is a very specific very specific <laughs> fetish playlist uh, all right something new for the nsa to put in the database <laughs> for, for some reason yeah uh, i'll tell you it was a fun show let's see what we let's see what, let's see what happens next year but um but yeah anything else to cap it off michael anything you know what i think and i shouldn't be surprised about this with the exception of probably the alpina this is all just way too expensive yeah it's very expensive which I, don't, I know, I think yeah. comes with the territory of a show like this, but it's still just kind of annoying. I'll still give two to the credit for going down instead of up. That's true. Sizing. On, the, on the 54, that's true. Yeah. But that 54, if you're trying to get it now, not at retail. Yeah, don't do that. It's going to be, it's going to be up there. Whatever. Yeah. Just wait for the next release. Yeah. Do, what, do what Michael did. Play the long game. Yeah, well, you're going to get like a Blue Pelagos this fall or something, or a Blue Pelagos 39 this fall, and then, you know, the 54 will be old news. And, yeah. Do you think that would happen? I think 39? That's, that's going to happen eventually. A Blue Pelagos 39, for sure. That would make me very happy. Although, the original one is what, 41 or 42? 42, yeah. It's very, it's still very fucking nice. It is, yeah. You I can, get, the, you can get those all day, yeah. Yeah. What are they now? Four or four or five K? Uh new. Yeah. It's just that one comes with like the divine comedy written on the dial. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. It is it is a lot of words. Certainly it is a lot of words. That's funny. Yeah. But um let's do this. I think that's a good I think that's a good let's just call it the winner is Von Cleef and Arpels. Okay, let's that's just it. call it. That's your I genie. Think. That's your genie release. If that's what you would ask for. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't. What would I do with it? I don't know. Give it to your kid to play with. I don't know. A genie gave it to you for free. Who cares? What do I have to lose, right? <laughs> Not like I can go and sell. Who the fuck's gonna buy that? Who's gonna buy that secondhand? <laughs> Great deal. Reddit watch. Great exchange. deal. <laughs> With the little piece of paper with your username on it next to it. <laughs> oh my god, that would be fucking hilarious! <laughs> it's like the back of a Taco Bell. I couldn't even find the ch- I couldn't even find the time to get like a clean piece of like watermarked paper for myself. It's perfect. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. But um, is it that time? Is it that sad time? It's that time. Go to the website, check out the releases, <laughs> and yeah, we hope you like this recap. All right, you say bye to the kids and. And I'll say bye to Oh, I'll, I'll say bye with a, a couple of quick, cl- just quick closing words, if that's okay. All right. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. Now, everyone, it would be really helpful if you took the time to go and um, just leave us reviews or wherever you listen to the show. That'll be cool. Just because, honestly, we're trying to get the word out more. Yes, we've been doing the show a long time. We're still getting the word out. So go leave a review. That's really, really cool. Appreciate that. In addition to that, if you wanted to just... If you see any episodes, if you hear any episodes you like, if you see any stuff on the website you like, you know, share it with your friends, share it on social media. If you have a blog or a website, link to it from there as well. All those little things actually do help us out a ton. I mean, it just helps us reach more people. So with that said, my name is Kaz, <laughs> and you have been listening to Two Broke Watch Stops. Later.